Welcome to the shit show of my 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm a 20-year-old loan officer from California. I started this podcast back in April 2020. Got furloughed from my job for about three months. And during those three months, I was very honest with myself. I was like, we can either start emotionally eating. We can start suppressing these feelings of not feeling worthy because you've lost this thing that you attach so much of your identity to. Or we could start that podcast that you've always been wanting to start. So I decided to go with that second option and I'm so glad I did. I've interviewed over 130 people since then. It's been incredible. I've got to interview music artists and seven-figure entrepreneurs and just all these incredible people with different stories and different ways of how they got to where they are and just hearing about their journey, hearing about their shit show moments because we all have shit show moments and just learning how to navigate them better and learning how to learn from them and take them and create something magical out of them. And I'm so glad that I get to interview all these incredible people and I am such a big believer that you can radically change your life in a year. You can just radically change your circumstances, where you're at. And I remember being 19 and just trying to get a job and applying to like, I was applying to Ross and like a smoothie bar and like all these places wouldn't take me. And I was like so offended. I was like, why is no one taking me? And then I finally passed my NMLS test and then I got a job with a major mortgage company. And I was like, oh, that's why they didn't take me because I was meant to go down and get this job instead of that job. And I went from being 19 with zero dollars in my bank account and just being so stressed about money and so stressed about like is it gonna come into my life do I what am I gonna do about this to being 20 year old with over 60 grand in savings and I think one of the big changes that I made between those two was even when I had zero in the savings account I still believed that I was abundant I still believed that money was gonna flow into my life I still believed in something that I couldn't see at the time because I knew it was just a matter of time before it was gonna come so I'm such a huge believer and you can radically change your scenario you can step into that next version of you and that next version of you that higher self version of you she's not that far away as you think i think she's just there's just garbage in the way and it's just undercovering that garbage that's in the way of you getting to her and just stepping into that and the next version of you with the next level of results it's something i'm super passionate about and i hope from this podcast that you get to hear these stories and relate with these people and just relate with like not necessarily like just reconnecting to that path of what you want to do and reconnecting to that higher version of you and what you wanted to be when you were younger and what lights you up and what brings you joy so i'm so excited for you guys to hear these episodes would love to connect with you on instagram my instagram's the shit show my 20s dm me and love to have a conversation and feel free to share this with someone you know will love it and you can also leave a review on itunes i would love that Today's guest is Tim James. I love chatting with him. Tim is also the founder and CEO of chemicalfreebody.com, a mission-based organization that is passionate about helping everyone ignite their highest excitement in life by putting themselves and their health first. We go into so many incredible things in this interview from his own personal health journey and what caused this breakthrough in his life as well as the power of detoxing, gut health, we go into sprouts, and so much more. So excited for you guys to hear this episode. Let's get started. 
So thank you so much, Tim, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to start. Tell me about your 20s. Feel free to include any shit show moments we might resonate with. Let's start there. Okay. So in my 20s, I was playing baseball in college over in Eastern Oregon in my hometown, LeGrand. And I was kind of a mini logger. I put myself through college cutting firewood and splitting firewood. And I was always in the weight room. We were always, even after baseball practice, we would go hit more baseballs, throw more. We were, you know, I was very competitive, always trying to build my body. I actually, from, you'd be surprised when you split wood every day, you're cutting wood and splitting wood and packing wood, you freaking put on muscle. Like, it's like, you just like, you get really strong. Your forearms get huge. So, you know, I was into that, you know, my twenties as a guy, it's like, you want to get big and strong. So you hit the ball farther and do all that stuff. And, but I, I really looking back, I didn't know anything about health. I was like really just following society and society's the model that, you know, mom and dad and other people or trainers told you to do. And it seemed to work out when I was younger, but it, it seemed to fall off after that. So at about age 37, I was a financial advisor at the time. We spoke earlier. I told you I did mortgage loans for, for nine years before that. So I was about, I was doing financial advising and I found myself 42 pounds overweight. I had eczema on my knee, two, two patches of eczema on both my elbows. They would crack and bleed. I would ruin my shirts. That's why it was really, I had to stop wearing white shirts because I would just ruin them. It was really kind of daunting because like if I was over at a party or something like that, I'd bump into the walls and, you know, I have to clean up blood all the time or somebody's like, who's bleeding? And I'm like, oh. It was me, you know, so I'm always cleaning stuff off people's couches and stuff. And, and then, you know, it wasn't like I was ashamed of myself for the weight gain, but I didn't want to take my shirt off because of my skin. I looked like a salamander. It was just look, didn't look good, you know? So my world was kind of imploding on me, even though I was a very outgoing person. I just found myself, basically my world was shrinking. I just wasn't able to express myself as much as I used to. And just life wasn't as fun, let's be honest. So so that went on and then it got worse. I actually started, uh, I had acid reflux really bad. So I had to take Tums and Rolaids 24 seven and it progressively got worse. My digestive tract, I had, I started when I poop, I'd bleed. So when I'd go to the bathroom, number two, it was on a scale of one to 10, one being no pain and 10, you know, extreme pain. Shoot me. I was a six or a seven every time I'd go number two. For those listening, you can't see us. I have a shirt that says love when you poop, because for me, it was uh, for two and a half years. It was painful. I didn't want to do it. And then it was followed by blood. And that's scary. And I was kind of like, oh, I hope that goes away. And I go back to my busy life, raising kids, wife, mortgage, running the business and all that. And I went to doctors and they wanted me to get on Prilosec and, and medications and stuff. And for some reason, I just stayed away from it. I think it's because of my upbringing. I, I grew up in nature. We had a garden. I was in the woods all the time, you know, either cutting firewood, picking mushrooms or hunting and fishing and doing that kind of stuff. And I just... I looked those words, man, on those bottles. They just, most of the time I wouldn't even get it. But if I did go pick up the prescription and look at it and I just, now there's no way I'm not doing it. But I wasn't getting better. I was actually getting worse and worse. And then it finally, the, it got really bad. So on a vacation, I was doubled over in pain and my wife's dad was with us. He was a medical doctor. He said, we have to get you to the hospital now. Took us to the airport. We were North, uh, North Peru, South of uh, Ecuador in a town called Tumbes. It was beautiful beach. We we're having a great time. And we missed the plane flight. There's only one plane flight out a day. And I had like a crisis going on inside of me. So they, he's like, we have to get to your hospital now. You're going to die. I was like, oh shit. So we rented a van and they drove me six hours through the middle of the night down this bumpy ass road. And every bump was extreme pain, extreme pain. So bump, 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 just bam, bam. And I'm just slammed. By the time we got there, I was a pool of sweat, completely just exhausted from all the pain. And then he had him dope me up. Um, I went to a, we went to a town called Peora and I looked up 
you know, in the examination light above me, there's bugs flying around. I'm literally in the third world country, like in a hospital with a bunch of bugs around me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even use my health insurance. <laughs> it's like I played, paid into all these years. It's like, I can't even use it down here. I was wondering if I could, probably not. And so he wanted me to get surgery at his hospital, at his clinic. So he was making, he was getting the whole operation room ready and he had him dope me up and put me on a commercial plane flight, which you're not supposed to do. Flew me into Lima, taxi cab right to the hospital. They were all waiting out there, threw me on a gurney right into surgery and they saved my life. And it was really cool. And that's where Western medicine shines. You know, we do crisis care very well. And that's how actually modern medicine was born. It was born out of wartime when people are getting shot and their arms are blown off or a gun, you know, they get cut or whatever, blown up with a bomb. The uh, surgeons there in emergency rooms, uh, that's where they shine. The technology and stuff that we have is great. It's just the, you know, the, you know, when you have chronic issues, it's obvious if you look around, we've failed miserably there. So anyway, what happened was, is I learned two things from that. Number one, I don't ever want to get surgery again because it was scary. And number two, my poor health doesn't affect just me. It affects everybody else around me because I, we we spent a lot of money on that trip and planning and her dad, it was his first vacation in 30 years. He'd never taken a vacation from work. He just was a workaholic at that hospital. And where did he end up? Back in the hospital taking care of me. So I felt really bad about that and kind of felt like a waste of money and time. And, and But I just still didn't know what to do. So now then a friend of mine, Charles gets diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which is a cancer, blood cancer. And he asked me to go with him to the Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida. Are you familiar with them? No, not. Oh, okay. Well, so at the time that we went in 2011, they were a 61 year old clinic. They was originally um, started by a gal named Ann Wigmore. Look her up. And she um, healed herself of stage four colon cancer on her own with herbs and grasses and juices and stuff like that. So um, her grandma in Lithuania, surrogate grandma was uh, the village doctor. So she Little Anne as a little girl had learned a lot of natural ways of healing from grandma and applied it to her life and healed herself. So she's actually got an unbelievable story I could tell you, but maybe having me back on, we'll do that. But anyway, I, Charles said, hey, will you go with me to this institute? I'm going to try to heal naturally. They don't really have anything for me here, and I'm not going to wait around for some cure. That's what they told me to do. So because this will take your life. And I'm like, geez, I'm going to lose another friend. So I just lost a buddy on my baseball team to stomach cancer. My aunt had died of melanoma skin cancer and my grandma had died of brain cancer. And those are terrible. My mom took care of my aunt and she was an angel taking care of her. It's, it's, it's hard stuff. I mean, it's not my, my man, it was a mess. Okay. She was not feeling, it was so much pain and it was very slow, painful death for her. So anyway, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose another friend. So when Charles asked me to go with him to this place, I'm like, sure, dude, whatever you want. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into. So we flew there January 1st, 2011. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, when we get there, there's no meat. There's no dairy. There's no salt. There's no sugar. There's no vinegar. There's nothing cooked over 115 degrees. And I'm like, what? What do you mean no meat? You know, I'm the redneck from Eastern Oregon. We used to shoot deer and elk and had our own cows and all this stuff. And I'm like, I thought you had to have meat for muscles and to live and part of it to be a man. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. Your friend's dying. Probably have salads or something. But honestly, I was like freaked out about the whole thing. I'd never not thought about it. But, you know, you eat an apple and you don't think about it. And it's like gives you, fills you up or whatever. So anyway, so I go there. I'm a little nervous. Day one, they put me on fresh waters and green juices and wheatgrass shots and this kind of stuff and salads that were made of sprouts and sprouted everything, basically. And my acid reflux was gone day one. I thought that, oh, that's kind of interesting. But I'm still running around taking notes. I'm very skeptical. I'm like, how could this little podunk place help people with cancer? And you know, they got raised for the cure. Billions are spent. We have our best minds on it, right? This is ridiculous. But I mean, I hope it works for Charles' sake. But I didn't. I thought he was a uh, he was toast. I didn't think he was going to make it just because that had been in my experience with cancer. So anyway, um, we continued on and we went to a class called internal awareness. 
Now, the doctor who came out was in very good shape, found out he was turned 50 that day, looked like he was 40. And that was kind of the common theme there, Sophia. Everybody looked, that had been working there a while, looked about 10, 20 years younger than everybody else. So they looked very healthy. Their skin glowed. And I was just like, whoa. I was like, okay. So this doctor comes out and he starts talking to us about internal awareness. From the time you eat food through your mouth until it goes through the body and exits, everything that happens. It was a very cool class. I was like, wow, where was this in school? And then he said, look, the average person has six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material in the colon. This is why we have to get it cleaned out. And he was trying to convince us to do colon hydrotherapy. Are you familiar with that? I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you ever had it? You ever had I've never done it though. Yeah. Are you scared to do it or just never got around? No, I just haven't got around to it, but I'd okay. be open to doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I was a little scared to do it. So for those that are listening that aren't sure what it is, it's colon, your colon, hydro water therapy. It's a water therapy. So you basically insert a tube rectally and water gently goes in and out of your colon for about an hour and uh, cleans your colon. And I looked at Charles and I said, Hey buddy, I came here to help you, but I'm not doing that deal. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So we, the doctor was smart though. Because he started, he showed four videos and they were virtual colonoscopies, three colonoscopy videos of unhealthy people. And one of somebody had been on that Hippocrates lifestyle for a while. Well, the first one was a 24 year old female with thrush, which is a yeast infection. And she also had a Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition, right? Messes with your weight and how you feel. Anyway, we went and then he went inside of her colon. It was all yellow and white and nasty looking. I was like, oh my God. Then he went to a 64 year old male with colon cancer and parasites. So that inside this guy's colon, it's all black and brown and nasty. And you expect to see brown in there, right? But not the black. And there's these little white worms crawling around. I was like, oh my God. And he looked, turned around, looked at us. He said, hey, look, 50%, over 50% of you easily have parasites and not just these round worms, hook worms and pin worms that you can see. We're talking microscopic parasites that live in your body. They drink your drinks, they, they eat your food, and then they urinate and defecate in you and have thousands and hundreds of thousands of, of, of babies. I was like, what? I was like, oh my God. So now I'm getting a little more freaked out. And then he went to like a 45-year-old woman with breast cancer and like a gut issue, like colitis or Crohn's or something. And, and it was just gross in there and nasty. Then he went to the gal that was really healthy. And inside of her colon, you could see it was all pink and the blood vessels and everything. And there was waste matter in there. But it, the terrain, Sophia, the terrain was completely different. And that's when the light bulb went off and I got it, that this is an inside game. If you want to have beautiful skin on the outside, if you want to be healthy, it's your skin on the inside is your gut. Right. And the problem is you can't see it. You can see your face and your makeup and your hair and, you know, put on your suit and tie and shave your beard and do all these things and look good on the outside. But what about the inside? You can't see it. And that's the problem. So out of sight, out of mind. Well, I signed up for colon hydrotherapy. The next day I went in, I got the colon hydrotherapy session and they weighed me before I did it for an hour and they weighed me again. I would drop 10 pounds of impacted all that fecal material and that funk and gunk and junk that was lining my colon. And the record at the Institute at the time was one lady had dropped 27 pounds in one one hour session. Think about that. She had 27 pounds of all that nasty stuff in her goal. And that's about the size of a, a medium sized dog falling out of your rear end. Think about that. Like it's a lot of waste matter. So what's the problem with that? Well, that creates a very acidic environment, very low oxygen environment. And that's what breeds viruses, bacteria, mold, yeast, fungus, parasites, and mutagens, cancer. They love they love it. They love acid and they love low oxygen. So at the Hippocrates Health Institute, what do they do? They put you on the highest alkaline, highest oxygen lifestyle and diet possible. You change the internal terrain in your gut and your cells 
and your body responds and it starts kicking out all this garbage. And that's why people are going through these, what they call Hertz reactions or uh, detox symptoms. It's kind of like doing surgery without a knife, right? And your body starts pushing out all this garbage that you've accumulated in your lifetime through the pathways of elimination, urination, defecation, perspiration, respiration. And for women, the fifth pathway is menstruation. So I think that's why women live a little longer because you guys actually have a fifth pathway of detoxing that guys don't have. So I thought that was interesting. My detox symptoms, I had like night sweats. I was irritable. I had a metallic taste coming out of my tongue as they were exiting. The heavy metals were coming out of my body and just irritable. I remember being very irritable but I didn't have it as bad as some people. Some people had rashes breaking out on their arms or part of their body or all of their body. People had parasites literally crawling out of their pores. One lady at lunchtime had a parasite crawl out of her eye at the, at the Institute. And I was like, uh, you've got a, a parasite crawling out your eye. And she, I was like, don't get it in your, don't get it in your salad. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, no, it's like, everybody knows what's going on. It's like, uh, so I had first person experience with this thing. So anyway, we, we wake up one day and I wasn't feeling good. And the next day I woke up and I felt freaking good. I felt amazing. My arms were literally tingling with energy. I'd been there about five, six days. Brain was lit up. I looked at Charles. I said, dude, we have discovered the fountain of youth. Like this is, a, this is what everybody's looking for. So I can't believe it. I'm like, you're going to live. Like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go home. I'm going to give up all meat except for bacon. I'm going to do this juicing thing with you. We're going to do all this and you're going to heal yourself of cancer. And he's like, right on, man. That's I, He goes, I haven't felt this good in a long time. We came back and within 90 days, he had dropped 60 pounds. I had dropped 42 pounds. My skin issues were gone on my elbows. The other skin issue I forgot to tell you about, my shoulder was gone. And about eight months later, that big patch of eczema was gone on my knee. But more importantly, Charles was able to see his son graduate high school, go to father-son weekend at Oregon State University, and his son just sold him a house. His son became a real estate agent, and Charles bought a new home. So uh, he healed himself naturally right in front of my face, and I started telling that story to friends, and they they thought I was crazy at first, but when the weight came off, then they, everybody was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'd tell my little story, and then They'd send more friends. And before too long, I was doing two classes a week at my home. And then a little bit after that, my garage turned into a sprout growing operation. And I was delivering 40 to 50 uh, or trays of wheatgrass and sunflower and pea sprouts to about 40, 50 cancer patients a week in the Portland, Vancouver metro area. So that's how I got into this whole thing. Um, I can't stop talking about it because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm almost turning 49 now. And I feel like I'm 18 every day. I trail run, took my 19 year old son trail running. And I said, Hey, I do this a couple times a week. So if you get tired, just let me know. Don't try to like ego up, you know, he's like, just go run. Like, you know, like I can't keep up with you, you old, old fart, you know? And I took off running. We got, I don't know, a couple miles into it. And he's like, all right, stop. Hold on. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe it. He's like, you're kicking my butt. He's like, he just kept shaking his head. I can't believe it. I said, hey, man, you take care of the inside. Your cells regenerate. I said, I guarantee you my cells are the same age as yours right now. So I feel good and I want people to feel good. And I noticed that it's not just, you know, it used to be like you get really old and you start things fall off, you know, like my parents shit starts falling off in their 60s and 70s. But now we have people, the wheels are falling off when they're babies. I mean, 38% of our children are obese. You know, there's a lot of people in their 20s and 30s that they got some issues and they don't know what to do. They're not getting the right answers. And, and the simple answer is that we are disconnected from nature. And that's what I've learned. And I've learned to share, share with people how to get these chemicals out of the body on a cellular level. Stop putting them in, get them out and then flood the body with nature, plug back into nature, reduce your stress. And you'd be surprised how fast that your body responds and your immune system will lift up and lift you up. And then you'll have you know, you just wake up and feel good. And so that's our goal for people.
Wow. And I'm curious, like you had, you had like a series of health things before like that switch happened for you. Like, do you feel like people have to go through those series of like having those health scares, having things happen? Or do you think that's a switch that we can make at any moment before then? Well, we can make that switch at any moment. When you go to Hippocrates, they'll, they'll tell you there's two camps of people that come to Hippocrates. You're either enlightened, which is the good part where you're not living in fear, or you're frightened and you're doing something out of fear. So a lot of people will just kind of go with the flow. They might, they, they get sick or whatever. They get days, cancer, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, some autoimmune deal. They'll follow the medical route all the way down until they finally get tired of it or it doesn't work. And then they'll try something as a last ditch effort, which is plugging back into nature, detoxing, doing all these things. And so why wait? You know, why wait to be in the frightened mode? You may, you might think you're healthy. In fact, that doctor told me, he said, if you, he goes, even though those of you that have a six pack, you look good on the outside, 80% of your, your insides are messed up and you're a ticking time bomb. And I had this happen. I had this guy, he was 43 years old and his wife was a naturopath and she knew about all this stuff. And I told her about Hippocrates. She's like, Oh my God, will you grow some sprouts for us too? So I was like, sure. And and then he's like, he called me one day. He's like, Hey, we don't need those sprouts anymore. And he's like, and I, and I was like, okay, no big deal. Like I, I'm plenty busy delivering them to cancer patients. It was like extracurricular to give to other people. I wanted people like them that were healthy, grow their own stuff, right? Empower them to do it. I was doing it for cancer patients because they were wiped out from chemo and radiations and surgeries. And I felt bad for them. So I just t- took on that burden for them and helped them out. So anyway, six months later, this guy calls me up. I mean, he, he exercises, he runs. I mean, he's in shape, right? He's like, Tim, we need sprouts again. I was like, oh, what's wrong, Ed? He's like, I just got diagnosed with stage three rectal cancer. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, it's stuff like that. We had another um, friend of mine. She she called me up and she was crying and her 31-year-old friend just tipped over of a heart attack and died, you know? So, you know, it's like, and I've seen plenty of kids have been to my classes with chemotherapy. In fact, like I had this one story. It was actually kind of funny. So this guy's a hunting fishing guide. And when they come over to our place, it's just like totally plant-based meal, juicing and all that kind of stuff. This guy was like me, redneck, hunting, fishing dude. And the more he came over to the class and stuff, the more he started eating more plants and less meat. And he actually pretty much became a like a, a vegan fishing hunting guy. It was hilarious. So he brings a friend over and his friend has his son. Now his son had brain cancer and he's been in surgery and out of surgery multiple times since he was 15. He was 18. He shows up, he's bald and all this stuff. And I'm doing the presentation. My wife wasn't there. It was a very small class. It was just us four guys, the my buddy, the fishing guide, his friend and his friend's son. And so I do the little detox class. I take him around the corner. We're making food, making food for him. And the dad had been quiet the whole night. And then finally he's like, you know, Tim, he's like, uh, he's like, um, there were some times here and I'll just use a different name for his son for privacy. But he said, I was holding Tyler in my hands and seeing the pain and the suffering he was going through with the, the chemo and stuff and it, son looking up to him and saying, dad, it's, it's not working. It's not working. I mean, tremendous pain here, surgeries and pain and suffering. And he said, it got to the point where some nights I just, I thought about taking a pillow and just smothering him to putting him out of his misery. And I was just sitting there going, what? You know, I had two younger boys at the time. I'm sitting there making these salad deals and these dishes, and I'm doing everything I can not to just start crying. I'm like, everything I can to hold this back because I'm thinking about being in his situation as a father to the point where your your child is in so much pain that you would actually consider smothering him with a pillow. And it happened multiple, like a few times, and his son was still sitting there. So anyway, I've seen 
the devastation that takes place when our bodies get out of whack and our immune systems get lowered. And I'm on a mission to bring awareness to people that, you know, you it's these microscopic chemicals. Now, don't take my word for it. All you have to do is type in into your browser three words, umbilical cord chemical, umbilical cord chemical, when you're done watching this. And you'll see the same studies that I saw that go back to 2005. They test for 400 toxic chemicals in the umbilical cord blood. They found 71% or 250 of what they were looking for. And listen to this, 180 of those chemicals cause cancer in humans. 212 cause developmental and brain disorders. This is being found in our our young our young women and young and babies being born in the umbilical cord blood, the healthiest supposedly of all of us. We are born polluted on a micro level. And again, it's out of sight, out of mind. I want to bring awareness to this. If you're dealing with health issues and you're not feeling good, you're having trouble with weight issues, mental fog, fatigue, you have serious whatever, you just want to feel better. This is something that has to be looked at. This is something you have to check off the list. You have to learn about it and then, you know, start getting these chemicals out, learn where they're coming from, stop putting them into the best of your ability. And you would be surprised how many people just start coming back from, to life. It's pretty amazing. So I learned that and I sat back in my chair and I was like, oh my God, we're all polluted. And the older you are, the more time you've had to bioaccumulate these toxins in your blood, fat, and muscle tissue and in your brain. And they are a, what we consider and the scientists consider a, a body burden, huge body burden. So anyway, that's the that's the chemicals. And so you want to get your gut detoxed. You want to detox your blood and get all this crap out and then plug back into nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what are you doing with sprouts? Well, we eat them and we juice them. And, and these are some of the most, the world's finest medicine, these sprouts. They're about 30, 10 to 30 times more nutritious than fresh picked vegetables. So a handful of sunflower sprouts, as an example, would be equivalent of consuming 30 handfuls of fresh cut kale out of a garden, like harvest it on the spot and eat it. So this might be a good point to switch into because I know you want to talk about energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. energy. So when I was at Hippocrates, this lady told me that I was a living light being. And I kind of looked at her like a dog with my head sideways. And I'm like, this lady's lost it. <laughs> She's crazy. Well, guess what? She was right. She was right. So if you look at it, well, think about it. Without the sun, there would be no life on earth, right? We would be a frozen ice cube floating through space. So all life comes from the sun. Now, if you believe in God, then God put the sun there. Okay. So all life comes from the sun. And what happens is, is the light comes down, these bio, these photons come down from the sun and they hit the leaf of a plant. And then via photosynthesis, they taught us this in second grade, if you remember, it's converted into chlorophyll and it's like a little manufacturing plant and it makes electrons, right? Enzymes, electrons, phytochemicals, hormones, oxygen, all these things are in the leaf of a plant. It's like this little energy factory, but the key is the electrons, right? Now, when you eat the a living plant, you're actually, as soon as you start chewing on it, those electrons, that electric is the first spot is it's transferred through your teeth into your body. You're charging yourself. So when you eat sprouts and living foods, sprouted nuts, sprouted seeds, sprouted grains, sprouted beans, you are actually increasing your electromagnetic frequency. Think about your cell and the nucleus and you think about electrons. You have and atoms and stuff. They're spinning, right? There's energy. When you go to a doctor and they hook you up to an EKG, what do you see? Beep, beep. You hear that thing? That's the electrical impulse of your heart. So we are electric light beings, like literally. So the light comes down, leaf of a plant, electrons, we consume them and we're charging ourselves. Now, another way we charge ourselves is actually the earth itself. It has an electromagnetic field. So when you hold up a compass and the arrow moves, what's moving the arrow? Well, there's an energy field there. When you have bare feet, and you're in contact with the ground, you are charging yourself. The second you break contact with Mother Earth, inflammation begins. 
and you, you're losing that charge. This is why earthing and grounding has become such a huge thing moving forward. Where like, like right now, I mean, I can show you, this is a grounding pad right here. I have um, my feet. Let's see, put my foot up here. I got bare feet because I got a grounding pad below me. And then when I sleep, I have grounding sheets. I have sheets that have silver woven through them. On the outside of every home and commercial building, there's an iron rod driven down into the ground with a wire around it that goes into our electrical grid. It's the third prong. It's the ground. It's the foundation to the electrical grid in the home. That frequency that you're touching with your bare feet outside can be brought in and then you plug these things in just to the third prong and they carry that frequency so I can be charging myself while I'm working and while I'm sleeping. I've seen so many people do this, help themselves with pain. Um, I, I just want to charge myself. I'm doing everything I can. That's why I can kick my son's ass when I run in trail run, right? I'm always charging up my batteries. So I learn these things and I'm smart. So I've changed my environment. That's it. So since I can't lay in the dirt, especially in the wintertime, right? And be out there. I've made a, a makeshift energy field in my bed and where I work in my office. Makes sense. Wow. So, yeah. so energy, we are energy where we are electro electric light beings. Seriously, we literally are. We're, we're made of light. And a lot of people forget about this, that they think that, oh, you know, I kind of, I, I live, I live in nature. I live with nature. No, you don't. You are nature. You are nature. You are an expression of nature. What's your body mostly made of? Water, right? Where do you find water? Nature. What's in your gut? Bacteria. They're called my, microbiome. Guess what else is in the soil? Bacteria. Those are called soil microbiome. And a lot of them are the exact same bacteria in your gut that's in the soil. And most of you listening, your, your gut bacteria has been destroyed, which is a huge part of your immune system, by stress and toxic chemicals, right? So antibiotics and stuff like this, you know, pesticides, fertilizers, all these types of things, right? So we have all these issues um, going on with all these chemicals and the toxins and the stress and all these things. And we're just low frequency. And, and 85% of the nutrients have been farmed out of our soil today. So we're literally running around on 15% fuel. We are not getting living foods. Like every single other creature on this planet eats a 100% raw living food diet. We're the only creatures that cook our food and, and we have all these issues. So, and I'm not telling everybody you can't cook your food anymore. But what I'm saying is, is that as you start putting in more fresh foods and more living foods into your diet, you are going to raise your biophoton energy. Now, Dr. Fitzpop in Germany studied this and coined the term biophotons. If you eat a junk food diet and we test you, you will emit a thousand biophotons. If you eat a completely 100% organic cooked food diet, you will emit 23,000 biophotons. If you are a newborn baby, you emit 43,000 biophotons. Okay, now we're talking. If you eat 100% living foods and sprouts, you will emit 83,000 biophotons. And I have a guy who's an example. Go look him up, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. He's in his 80s and he can do 30 pull-ups. Okay, there is success leaves clues, guys. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not saying you have to eat. Some people are going, I'm not going to eat sprouts. You're crazy. I know you're not there yet, but get some sprouts. Add them into your life. I used to have them on hoagies until they put big papers and said, E. coli and salmonella, sprouts are bad. Well, still, I mean, till, to this day, four times as many people get E. coli and salmonella just from eating eggs. So E. coli and salmonella comes from the poor animal husbandry practices when animals are raised in their own urine and feces. That's where it comes from. And then that manure. So all you have to do is make sure you get seeds that are grown without animal manure and you're fine. And then you don't have to worry about coli. I've been sprouting for 11 years. I've never gotten E. coli and salmonella. I just get really good seeds. So we can talk more about that. But energy it really is about cleaning up the mess that's inside of us, cleaning out the digestive tract, cleaning up the radiation, the pollution, heavy metals out of the blood, fat, and muscle tissue, and then reintroducing fresh living foods into your body and raising your electromagnetic frequency. That's what you want to do.
Mm. I'm curious, what else are you doing for your energy? Like what routine are you doing every day to make sure your energy is really high? Well, um, gratitude, having a gratitude practice is good. I do yoga, meditation, I read. I also drink water. That's pretty special. Um, it's usually, it's actually one of our core four secrets. We have a, a manual that we give away for free. It's at the website and uh, it's called our core four secrets. Man, The first secret, because people always ask me, I had 5,500 people come to my house for these raw living food detox nutrition classes, right? And I sold a lot of juicers for a lot of companies because I juiced my way back to health, literally. So with green juices, like cucumber, celery, and sunflower, pea sprouts, and these kind of things, ginger, turmeric. And But the problem was in about a month or two, there, three months, the, the juicer was under the cupboard. People weren't using it anymore. And I'm like, dude, why aren't you using this? You know? Well, oh man, it's too expensive or it just takes too much time. And what really got down to it is like, I don't want to clean the damn juicer. Okay. So, and I know, cause when I first started juicing, it took me 45 minutes from start to finish to make it, clean it and be done. By after a while, I did it every day, twice a day. I got pretty darn good at it. I could make juice, two 16 ounce juices for me and my wife and clean the juicer in 17 minutes flat. I made a game out of it. How fast could I do it? And I think one time I actually was like 1650 or something, but I could do it really quickly because I have a life too. I get it. You know, 45 minutes, it's, it's, it's a chunk of time, but you're just flooding the body with all these nutrients, right? So and what was the question again? I forgot my train of thought. Yeah. Like what's your daily routine for your energy? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my energy. daily routine. So um, I was getting to the water. So anyway, I, I said, what can I do to help you? He's like, Tim, I, I just don't want to clean the damn juicer. Um, I need something simple and easy. So I came up with three things, three things that what could I share with people that they could do that would be the least amount of effort, but give them the most results to get them moving in the right direction, get the momentum going in their direction, get that wind to their back. And we added a fourth one later. So the first one was drinking half your body weight in liquid ounces of purified water daily. So why is that a big deal? Well, I just told you about the umbilical cord study. Our water is freaking polluted today. And I don't even trust spring waters. In fact, some spring waters, if you're not testing them long-term, they have too many minerals in them. They can cause hardening of the arteries, gallstones, and kidney stones. So don't just think just because it comes out of a spring that it's great. It might be, but it needs to be tested. Otherwise, it could be a it could be a problem. So I believe that all water needs to be purified today because of just the amount of pollution we have. I mean, seventy percent of rainwater is acidic acid rain. Over seventy four percent of rainwater has glyphosate in it, the main ingredient in Roundup. It's an herbicide that kills things. So we need to get that crap out of our system. Even fifteen hundred miles into the interior, water researchers have found that two and two and a half inch fish have turned into hermaphrodites. They're having both male and female organs. And why? Because the excess amount of estrogen mimicking plastics, microplastics that are in the water table today. So today we need to purify our water, not filter it, not going to a plastic bottle and drinking it out of that. That's those plastics are all, all off gassing these estrogen mimicking things that are disrupting our hormones, leading, I think, to you know things like Hashimoto's and Graves disease and breast cancer and ovarian cysts, uterine cysts. We want to, people have enough trouble with their hormones anyway. We need to get you know, these chemicals out of there, throwing things off. So triple purification is the best way to go by a triple purifying unit. But if not, in the beginning, just get some gallon glass jars, go to your local grocery store, and you can pack single purified water, at least 90% of it's clean, just back and forth until you can afford to get a good triple purification unit for your house. And then you have on tap, on demand water. Now, the second thing is just as important. If you live in the city and you're drinking tap water, not only do you have to purify it, you have to restructure it. This is not an option. I've learned this. You have to restructure it. Why? The high pressure pipes in the city coagulate the water molecules and they go from four to five in a cluster to 20 to 25 in a cluster. 
And they're like bowling balls trying to go through a chain link fence. The bowling ball, the water molecule, and the chain link fence, your intestinal lining. So Danusha, this gal, I call her water woman. She hounded me for a while about this new this water machine. I knew about it. I said, hey, that's good alkalizer, but it's good for cancer patients, but it has a crude filtration system. I don't need it because it was all about alkalinization. But what I didn't know is that unit did restructuring and it also charged the water with molecular hydrogen. This is a huge deal. So I go over to her house. I drink a a quart of the water. She puts a little salt under my tongue and I wait 15 minutes. She gives me another quart. And about 24 minutes into that process, my brain went on. My arm started tingling again, like that experience of Hippocrates, but it was like triple. Now, mind you, I'm already freaking pretty healthy at this point. I've been living this lifestyle for eight years. I'm teaching classes all the time. I've trained thousands of people and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, this is nothing's made me feel this good in a long time. She says, I'm going to give you one more glass. I've never done this. Threes are crazy, but you drink a lot of sprouts, juice, and all this stuff. So I drank a third one. I left. Thank you so much. And for six hours, Sophia, I was high, high on water, like high as a kite. So I called her up afterwards. I'm like, I have to get one of these machines. This is awesome. Because normally I drink water and then just I'm peeing all the time, peeing all the time. With this water, I drank it and it just disappeared into my system. And then a couple hours later, then it came out and I peed a lot. So for me, not only did I feel the energy and everything from it, but I knew that the water was getting into my system because I'm very into tune with my body now. I do yoga. I'm a yoga instructor. And I'm just, I'm just, I, I look at my body. I feel it. I, I'm just really in tune with it. So I've been promoting that. So I put a restructuring unit behind it, behind my triple purifier. So if people want more information on that, they can book a free consult with Danusha. I used to give out her email, but it's hard to pronounce Danusha. So just go to mypurifiedwater.com and they can book a free consult with her and get their water right. But that's a huge thing right there is getting your water right. So I charge myself. I'm high on water every day. I flood myself with a couple green juices. We have a green juice powder called Green 85 Juice Formula. That's what we do with replacing that 85% of nutrition that's missing in the soil. Um, I take turmeric to reduce inflammation. I move my body and exercise and I do the grounding mats. I, I, I also do infrared saunas every day. I did a sauna this morning and that also will increase cellular frequency. So getting outside in the sunshine, very important. I've got a Himalayan salt lamp behind me, negative ions, and I have an air purification system in my room that makes my air amazing. So completely clean. So there's a lot more to it, but I just, I've been stacking this stuff in my life for 11 years. And what I've done is I've created an environment so that my cells and my gut will prosper. That's what I've done. And that way I can just, I just live my life, but I have a great environment that my body's around. And how often should like we like detox your gut? Or is it like if you change your lifestyle and you're eating healthy consistently, is it different versus if like, how often should you be doing it? Well, everybody's a, everybody's a little different, but initially, you know, we try to convince people to do colon hydrotherapy right out of the gate because it just makes a lot of sense. Average person I know listening to this thing has about six to 12 pounds of that funk and gunk and junk in the colon. But I also know even as convincing as it is, if I show you videos, usually that works, but a lot of people are not going to do it. I had this one gal, she was in her early thirties, had three kids, she's a friend of mine, a real estate agent, and she was a personal trainer and a fitness model, but she found herself in the hospital multiple times. She developed some autoimmune disorder. She was doing the, you know, the, the broccoli and the rice and the meat and, and just eating like a perfect, you know, measured out, weighed out stuff. And, and, you know, she's up there, she's like, before competition, she's like, dude, I felt terrible. I pretty much felt terrible the whole time, especially during competition day. I'm about ready to pass out because I'm going through this process to get my skin tight on my, around my muscle. And, and she goes, I'm just, I'm lying to people. I'm a personal trainer. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be health. I'm not health. 
she goes, I'm sick. And, you know, she was following the standard way that they train people and do all that stuff. And most of those people are sick. And if they don't know it, their, their insides are, I had another guy was Mr. Oregon and his internal organs finally shut down. I had to help him help himself and uh, a couple of times. And that was scary for him. So the point is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are or whatever, but the insides definitely need to be taken care of. And if, if we don't do this, we just keep following along with what everybody else is doing. We, we you know, we see, we see what the, re, what the results are. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so interesting about how someone can look healthy. Like we can totally think an image of someone and then you go in the mm-hmm. insides and it's a completely different story. Like yeah. it truly shows you how looks are completely deceiving. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, is once you get attuned to this, you can see health. Like if somebody's really healthy, you can actually see it in their skin because the skin, and I can tell people that are fit versus people that are healthy. It's the skin. It's the glow. That's the difference. There's just a, there's a vibrational frequency. Literally, again, we can measure this with biophotons or there's a, there's a thing called Curlian photography that actually measures your bioelectric field, but that's the key. Like, and you just know when you feel good, right? You, 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 you know, when you feel good. So, you know, so that gal that I was telling you about that personal trainer, I just told her, I was like, you know, you got to change your inputs. You have to be an intelligent system. You're obviously recognizing that what your sensor is telling you, it's not working. I said, you're eating way too much meat. And she's like, but that's what you do. And I said, well, how's it working for you? Well, okay. So she changed. She's pretty much plant-based now. Does recipes, posts them on Instagram. She healed herself. The doctors couldn't figure it out. She healed herself. She healed herself. She just stopped putting in chemicals and toxins, got them out. But she wouldn't do a cold hydrotherapy session. That's why I brought her up. She wasn't going to do it. Nope, not going to do it. So that's where we we develop. We have a product from India called Gut Detox. It's like an ancient formula and it gently micro cleanses your intestinal villi, your small and large intestine, actually. In 15 days, you can remove that six to 12 pounds of funk and gunk and junk gently without diarrhea. So you can work, you can travel, you can play sports, and you actually don't even know you're detoxing. So you asked the question, that's what it was, how often? You need to initially kind of do, you know, we do that 15-day deal with the gut detox product, drinking lots of water, and then we also have people, you know, try to eat healthier during that time. Don't have to, but it would make more sense. And then um, if they would, please go get two colon hydrotherapy sessions back to back during that time. That's a good initial way to just really kickstart it. And then they just take the gut detox daily. We have another product called Toxin Detox that removes the radiation, the pollution, the heavy metals, the pesticides, the fungicides, the herbicides, all that stuff. So for me, my routine is pretty easy. I drink a bunch of this water in the morning, throw a little salt under my tongue. Then I have a, a huge green juice and I wash down my Toxin Detox and my gut detox and I'm out the door and that's my day. I take some probiotics and enzymes with my meal. Um, I drink the greens again in the afternoon. I take my turmeric morning and night. That's just a, that goes right through your mucous membrane in your mouth into the bloodstream. So that one doesn't matter whether it's food or not. And you know, that's it. And I just try to eat, I eat a lot of sprouts and, and um, I eat other things that are cooked too, but I always have sprouts and stuff in my diet and, and, um, and living foods. And, and I have chai teas and matcha lattes, and, you know, but I make them with sprouted nut milks rather than just, you know, dairy or a regular almond milk that's not sprouted. So that actually increases the nutrition by about 100, 800 times, which is pretty powerful. You mm-hmm. take that little nut, like the almond, like a lot of people, I, I didn't understand this either, but like, okay, I'm going to eat healthier. Peanuts aren't good. I learned this. They got uh, inherent mold on them. It's an aflatoxin. It's actually a cancer causer. So I'm switching over, which sucked because I love peanut butter. So I switched to almond butter and almonds, eating almonds. Well, if you eat a handful of organic almonds, you're going to get very little nutrition from that. And most of it's not going to digest well. 
But if you sprout that almond, you soak it in water for eight to 12 hours, then rinse it off and then eat it. It's on average eight times more digestible and you're going to get a hundred to eight hundred percent more nutrition. You've actually unlocked that dormant nut. You've rinsed off its natural insecticide or protectant. The enzymes have become activated and now it's on its pathway to grow into a massive tree that can make thousands of nuts. You have the power of all that huge tree in that one little nut that sprouted. So there's a company called Blue Mountain Organics. There's another one called Destony, D-A-S-T-O-N-Y, Blue Mountain Organics and Destony, where they actually take the nuts, soak them, rinse them off, dry them for two days at under 115 degrees to keep those enzymes active, and then gently slow grind them into a butter. You can get these butters and use them to make you know foods and stuff with, or you can scoop them into your blender for five seconds with water, and you've got this delicious sprouted nut milk with two ingredients, hopefully, hopefully purified water and these sprouted, these sprouted nuts. And it's a powerhouse. People wanting to build muscle. It's a baby formula. We have them just mix our greens with sprouted nut milks. And that's a, a powerful hack that we've shared with people for years. And I have a final question for you. So if you were to go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you want to tell him? Well, the first thing I would say probably is to start putting yourself first and, and, and don't just you know go with the flow get educated. And I would definitely tell them the story about, you know, living foods and juices and stuff like that. And I would give them the education and hopefully um, that person would, you know, listen and start taking it seriously. Because even if you feel bulletproof in your twenties, it's just the thirties are going to come the forties and the fifties and the sixties. If you want to feel like you're 20 in your thirties and forties and fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties and beyond, it's possible but it's not possible if you follow along with the herd because look around, you know, half of us are getting heart attacks. The other half are dying of cancer and all this diabetes and everybody's overweight. If you don't want to go down that route, you don't have to, it's choice. You have to take responsibility for your health. Don't rely on somebody else like at all. You know, we have doctors and healers and all these people to help us and assist us. But at the end of the day, we're the ones, we're the captain driving the ship. And a lot of times we hand our power over to somebody else. Oh, please help me. Please fix me. I'm so powerless. That's crap. You have all the power. In fact, the guy Hippocrates that was named after that institute, he said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Most people know that quote, but something else he said, which was he or she who is not their own doctor is a fool, a fool. And we don't want to be, and that's what's happening. When you hand your power over to somebody else, that's it. You have, and that's what Charles did. He turned it around. He said, he took back all the power. And he said, if it's up to me, it's up to me. He said, we're going to this institute. See, he was taking action. And this is simply pure physics at this point. When you demonstrate to the universe your intentions by acting on them, the universe will reflect back to you more of what you want. That's how it works. What you put out is what you get back. So, and again, it's just pure physics. So if you want to change your life, change your thoughts and change your actions and your life will change. That's our motto over here. Change yourself, change your world. You want your world to change? You want people around you to change? Start with yourself. That's what I would tell my younger self. Mm. I love that. And where, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? People can find us at chemicalfreebody.com. And if somebody would like to try out the products, we have a lot of them. I would recommend just going to the products tab, scrolling down to where it says savings bundles. If you want to stick your toes in the water, get something like the jumpstart bundle. If you're an all-in type of person like Sophia here, probably do like the total energy and detox bundle and a bottle of turmeric. That's what I do on a monthly basis. And um, it's awesome. And so, yeah, if you do those savings bundles under the products tab, you get a discount. And if you type in the 5% discount code at checkout from Sophia called shit show, 
you get an additional 5% off. I thought that was funny. I love the title of your, your podcast, the shit show of my twenties. So savings bundle discount at checkout, put in the word shit show. You get an extra 5% off. You get a double discount. We have a double your money back guarantee on all of our products. And if something doesn't work, call us myself or one of the coaches will get on the phone with you. We will find a replacement, a solution, even if it's at a different company. We don't care. We're here to do one thing. We want to help you solve your problems and wake up and feel good. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.